0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with your hosts Ben and Burke On today's show we talk about some cool Japanese words that there's not really an equivalent in English For example, there's a word for something that means uh, something that's aged gracefully or ages well There's also a word for buying books but not reading them Uh, walking in a forest to enjoy the natural energy of the trees and foliage. Yep, that's right. There's one word in Japanese that means all of that. And there's much, much more. All right, on with the show. 1, 2, 3... I thought you would sound exhausted before we started, but you sound you sound all right. Are you okay?
1: Well, that's the that's the thing, man. Both of my wife and I were just like so surprised at how easy the birth was. Um, that we're just kind of still both in like shock that it was so easy. I mean, again, like of course my wife just gave birth to like a baby and needs to go through recovery. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, different yeah. situation. Yeah, but uh, hanging out with my daughters going really well. Like, and plus, like again, my mother in law. <clears throat> cooking meals and uh man she's oh, like an nice. amazing cook so it's kind of like yeah i'm kind of like getting a taste for how like uh my wife and her siblings grew up like the types of meals <clears throat> so that's pretty cool so you haven't had to cook like dinner at all well not dinner yeah i cook breakfast yeah. and stuff but the that's thing nice, is man. is like yeah well because you kind of realize like uh japanese cooking like washoku like homemade japanese cooking you kind of realize there's, like, levels to this. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I thought my mom, i mean, my, my, my wife was really a good cook, you know, and she is, yeah. but, like, man, you know, like, the master is cooking right now. Oh, wow, different level. <laughs> yeah, and she's just, like, stocking my fridge with, like, extra food. She's like, oh, I'm just going to leave some more of this. Like she'll just make, like, extra dishes and, like, leave them in the fridge and Tupperware. So she's like, oh, you can eat this, too, if you want to and stuff. and that's awesome.
0: I mean, does that inspire you to kind of learn some Japanese cooking skills? Or because of, you know, you have the master and the pad one, does that mean you don't actually need to ever cook Japanese food ever again?
1: Well, she's only going to be here temporarily. Yeah, but I'm even when even
0: when that, your yeah. wife gets home, like, you know yeah she'll well be she'll eventually back so in I the kitchen be, yeah
1: right? <laughs> well yeah i mean i can cook i just can't cook uh washoku at all but yeah i've always wanted to learn and then actually it's funny you bring that because i was gonna say that yeah like uh eating my mother-in-law's like cooking is like man i could really like learn some of these dishes and my life would change
0: yeah i've, I've been um i think i've told you before that i've been kind of cooking some japanese food in the last year or so i've been uh you know, my, my wife's kind of always pushing me to cook Japanese food because she loves it so much. And she's not really a big fan of Western cooking, which is pretty much the only type that I can do. So to mm. keep her happy, I've had to learn these uh, just a few basic kind of Japanese dishes. like some of the staple ones, but I'm pretty good at them now. So, um, yeah, every time she wants Japanese food, I I'm, I usually rotate between like three or four main dishes that I've pretty much got nailed down now.
1: What What are those?
0: Uh, karage is mm. one. Um, kakuni, buta kakuni. I'm really good right. at that. Um, Chikinamban, I can do oh. that quite well. And croque. Uh, oh really? Yeah, but croque is a bit of a messy one. It you know it gets the kitchen all kind of covered in flour and stuff, and it takes quite a lot of time for preparation. And I you know Japanese kitchens are so small as well. But um, that one I don't cook as often. Um, that one, the, you know, if I feel adventurous, I'll do that. But, um, yeah, the karage and uh kakuni I, I do quite often, maybe,
1: like, every every other week or something. Don't you just do, like, simple nabe? I mean, nabe is simple in general anyways, but don't you ever just, like, cook nabe sometime or it's always one of those dishes?
0: Yeah, it's usually one of those dishes because when, uh, when it's nabe, I think, like, my, my wife kind of likes the way she does it. And, and it mm. is, you know, really simple and basic to to kind of just rustle up whereas like you know the dishes that i make takes quite a bit of time to prepare so she likes for me to do that whilst you know she's at work she comes home and dinner's kind of ready but with nabe you can kind of just do that anyway come home and just whack it on the stove and it's almost you know good to go in like 10 minutes
1: yeah it's just like chopping up a bunch of uh of uh vegetables and stuff yeah yeah exactly yeah so that
0: that's you know if i do nabe that's it that's all i do i just chop up vegetables and then um, the rest you just put some soup in put on a put on a burner in the middle of the table and uh off you go yeah yeah and winter time's you know perfect time for that as well nice and
1: healthy always tastes good yeah Yeah. warms the soul yeah yeah that kind of uh kind of segues into what we're going to talk about today does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. How does that
0: segue I'm trying to think of a segue,
1: but uh, well, so explain. We're gonna, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, cool words that only exist in Japanese. It's the title, it was the title of this article, but then it also says, like, it describes some words that are like, hey, guess what? They also have this word in Japanese, which means, like, it's not just in Japanese, but also in English. Um, but the way that it segues is because one of these cool words in this list yeah. is, uh, is about eating, betsubara. Ah, yeah, yeah, the separate stomach.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, betsubara. Actually, this list, um, there's quite a there's quite a lot that I haven't heard of before. So yeah, there it was, was quite a bunch. interesting to to read that article and you know uh, expand my knowledge of some of these Japanese words.
1: Yeah, exact same here. I was thinking the same thing. Like some of these, I had never heard before, and but they're all like very very interesting and stuff. Mm. Um, that one bet to butter, I bring it up first because this is definitely one you hear a lot, especially like on dates. Yeah, you hear from girls a lot. Um, yeah. So it's a separate stomach. This is basically saying the same thing that we say in English, like you always have room for dessert. Right. It's kind of saying that you have a separate stomach for something sweet to eat at the end of the meal. So do you yeah, have a
0: do you have a betsu butter? I don't think I have one. I I never really have. Uh, room for dessert, I always kind of eat so much that I can't eat anything else after. But even like if I'm with my with my wife or if I'm with a female friend, she would normally stuff her face too, but also have enough space for dessert every time. Whereas yeah. I don't have that, so I don't have a better butter. Do you have one,
1: Burke? <laughs> I thought... When you asked me, I thought you were asking me like seriously. Like, I am this. asking seriously. <laughs> All right. All right. Well no, no, like an actual separate stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Ben, this isn't like a literal uh <laughs> literal word. This is just a figure of speech. Because <laughs> um, 'cause you're like, Berg, do you have a Betsubata? I don't think I have one. I'm like, Ben, nobody has like an actual Betsy button <laughs> Um yeah, well it depends man like yeah i often always have room for like a piece of chocolate cake or something
0: oh so you you got a bit of a, a sweet tooth as well
1: yeah i mean i go through periods like if i don't eat sh- sugar for a while then like i'll just kind of forget about it and i will not eat it but if i eat a little bit of sugar like instantly my body will get like hooked on it for a while you know yeah yeah so in that sense so you have a uh
0: like a <clears throat> mini
1: Betsubara. butter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm not like at a date, on a date, like, oh, I bet you bought her for cake. <laughs> I mean, because that's how, like, uh, I mean, sometimes that's the way girls talk about it, like, when, when you're on a date, right? Oh, bitch bottle. I bet you bought mean That's why I bring it up is because, yeah, uh, people that may not have ever been on a date with a Japanese uh, person, but will be going on a date with them. That's where it could come up in a date, so that's why I brought it up first. Do you like um,
0: Japanese-style desserts? Like, uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, you know, they're really into their, uh, like, unko Oh, you mean um, like traditional sweets? Yeah, yeah. With, uh, what else, like mochi mochi balls
1: or something is also quite common. Yeah, a lot of bean paste. I mean, uncle is the same, but, um, yeah, I mean, well, the only one that I do like is zunda. I love zunda. What is that? Zunda is made from, uh, what's it, um, edamame like the same thing, soybeans. Oh, right. Um, but it's just kind of sweetened. It's from the Sendai area, <clears throat> I believe. Um, but yeah, I love Zunda like cookies. Uh, there's Zunda Kit Kats actually. Zunda um, Kit Kats. Mm. Yeah. I definitely recommend that if nobody's ever had, you never had Zunda I before? I can't, I can't even picture it. It's not like an edamame, is it? No, no, no. Well, it's, it's made from edamame, So anything is like green. So if it's like cookies it'll be like green cookies yeah um, like light like green same color as edamame do they do zunda ice cream I'm sure they do yeah I've never had it but so if I
0: went to like a, a restaurant for example um, a tonkatsu restaurant which they normally have kind of traditional Japanese desserts would they have zunda on the
1: menu they could but <clears throat> I think uh, well except for stuff like Kit Kat I think a lot of stuff is seasonal mm. because soybeans are seasonal as well so a restaurant might have it if they're like a sendai based restaurant or if it's like in season or if they're doing something special okay it's not so it's not as common as like Anko and azuki whatever this that Mm. and the other well what 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 got you into that i'm kind of curious like because you don't have family in
0: sendai or something do you
1: no it's just um somebody so at a convenience store at like family mart They have, like, their own special brand of sweets sometimes, like cookies and stuff. Mm. And uh, just, like, during the season, there was these Zunda cookies and this guy from work bought them. And uh, so that was the first time I had, like, Zunda cookies. And I was like, man, that's really good. And then I just started trying other Zunda stuff. And it was all, yeah, really good. Mm. Kit Kats are good. They sell the Kit Kats. There's actually, like, a Zunda's sweets shop in, like, the uh, basement of uh, ESTA in Sapporo Station.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a a lot of good uh, traditional kind of japanese uh cake shops there right or or desserts there yeah all department
1: stores usually mm-hmm. have like a floor of sweets and then within that they'll have like uh, different omiyage places sometimes so yeah that place in uh the basement of estes sells uh zinda kit kats as well too if anybody wants to try those <laughs> <laughs> zinda
0: Anyways, kit yeah. kats all right I have to keep yeah. an eye out for that
1: yeah, so Betsubato was the first one I wanted to bring up from that cool list of Japanese words.
0: One that I kind of liked that I've definitely heard before, but I didn't realize it was considered a a cool word maybe among Japanese people is a shibui.
1: Yeah, I like shibui, yeah, I that one too. which yeah.
0: means um, basically it's an adjective to describe that something or someone has aged gracefully. Um, mm. I guess the equivalent In English Would be uh, Yeah Aging like a fine wine Especially as As a Men usually uh, A shibui I guess older men Can be shibui Yeah but it's age, not just Age old, gracefully
1: Yeah But not just like Older men See this is a, Whenever I've heard this word Or uh, You know People use it I mean it, Like Maybe for older men But in that sense They kind of like Older men Are more attractive Than younger men This is To me, when I've heard this word being used, it's almost always being used as like a uh, a step up uh, from kakui, you know, Mm, like describing something that's like even a level higher than kakui, you know, use uh, shibui. So talking about men, though? Yeah, well, they can talk about men, Uh, voices, I've heard it mentioned about voices before, Uh, so different stuff like that. Yeah, so like taste or style.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you can't I, really I don't know, I never have I've never heard it uh being referred to uh women before.
1: Oh, right, 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 no. Oh, yeah, right, you yeah, don't really say a woman really. is shibui. Right. Which is yeah.
0: uh But but in um in English you could say that a woman has uh, you know, matured well, like a fine wine. Yeah, Can, yeah. Couldn't you? <laughs> of Diane <course>. Lane, maybe
1: <laughs> Or Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. <laughs> Do you where's that come from, man? You got you've always had like a high opinion of uh Diane Keaton? Yeah, yeah. She's aged quite,
0: she's aged very well. I don't even yeah, know she, how old she is now. She must be like in her sixties or something.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I agree as well too, but uh I mean is that just like I mean, is that a common thing or is you have <laughs> a particular like thing about Diane Keaton? No,
0: <laughs> no, I was—I was, I don't know—for some reason, um, quite recently, uh, you know, me and me and one of my friends were just talking about how, you know, all these celebrities take uh, ha- having plastic surgery, and there's all these freakish-looking ones that, you know, they're in their fifties or sixties, and they've just had way too much surgery in their faces that they've basically ruined their looks. Right? You know, Meg Ryan is a classic example um i guess you could say nicole kidman too you know she has like no expression on her face anymore um i hope she's not
1: listening <laughs> I'm sure. she but, <laughs> does, huge fan of voices in japan podcast
0: well she might send us a, a an abusive twitter message and then that's it we'll be, we'll be done <laughs> but uh but you know diane keaton is one of those people that is kind of Stayed away from the knife, and um, and she's had good results. I think.
1: Yeah, man, she's uh, she's been a really attractive woman all the way from her younger years. She was in uh, wasn't she in Godfather?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so yeah. she's looking good. Yeah, so she she could be described as Shibui.
1: I guess uh, <laughs> there's a word that's very similar to sh- uh, Shibui Shibumi, and uh, <clears throat> this Shibubi? is actually. Yeah, this is actually the title of a book. And uh, I can't remember what they how they describe what the meaning of Shibumi is. <clears throat> but it's something very similar to Shibui. Um, but anyways, yeah, this is a book about Japan. And uh, like an assassin. And uh, just like his... It's actually the story is about Go. You know, like board game Go. Yep. And just like how it can be applied to life and everything. And it's about this assassin. And I read this book before I actually came to Japan. And it really got me pumped up for it's like one of my favorite books now for what's it though. called shibumi yeah the name of the book i b u m mm. i yeah and uh yeah so it's just really uh yeah it's so it's kind of all this japanese culture worked it, uh worked into it definitely a uh fiction recommendation if anybody wants to read a good western written japanese book who's it by do you remember? uh i tried to look it up i think it's this, this person like trevanian or something trevanian i don't know exactly Trevenian. yeah what other words oh this is a word i actually didn't know but it uh actually applies to me quite a bit so i thought it was interesting Tzundoku. did you see that word Tsundoku. In the Tzundoku,
0: the list? yeah, Tzun, tsundoku? A, yeah. <clears throat> that means like you're a book nerd or
1: something right well it actually means like when you buy a lot of books but you're not actually reading them <laughs> so you're just like interested in buying them, or you think you're going to read them but then you buy it and you actually don't get a lot around to reading a lot of them oh, so I okay. actually have, I, this kind of describes a habit of mine i actually do this not a lot but i have done it in periods in the past especially like japanese like study books i'm like hey, i have another good book
0: i'm uh i i guess i'm a um a kindle zendoku. So I've got a lot of ebooks that uh, oh, I just Kindle. get
1: huh Kindle is uh is what you say Kindle Yeah
0: Kindle as in the like, Amazon Kindle Right so I've got like a lot of ebooks that are on my Kindle that I haven't touched <laughs> so I've downloaded Yeah I I'd, I'd always hear of books like maybe being recommended on podcasts I'll make a note of them find it on Amazon or download it somewhere Download onto my book but then I just kinda of forget to read it. So that you know there's I've still got about six or seven books that I'm yet to start. But to have them there at least I think is, is good enough because then I will get to them eventually once I
1: finish reading the book I'm currently on. Are these ones that you actually download or you've just like downloaded like the uh the sample? Oh no, the whole book. <laughs> yeah definitely the whole book <laughs> yeah for Amazon I have a lot of like downloaded samples But not I didn't know you could books. do that actually on Amazon you could download the sample yeah a lot of times you can download like the first like 10 pages or something mm.
0: or 10 so what, what's pages, in you your what's in your
1: zundoku pile yeah well there's a lot of books related to Japan because like one thing I think a lot of people have this habit when they first get to Japan I definitely had it where you just like go and uh, sit in uh, like the bookstore and, like, look at books. Usually, I mean, especially, like, back in the day before, like, there was uh, really nice uh, cell phones, like, iPhones and everything, smartphones. Like, going to the uh, bookstore, like, looking through the magazine section and stuff was always kind of a good way to deal with uh, homesickness back in the day, early years of being in Japan. Mm. Um, so while I was there, I'd also look, like, at some books to maybe, like, another study book, even though I priority <laughs> had like... 10 at home that <laughs> haven't cracked one of them yet. I'm like, oh, I'll definitely need to study this at some point, so I'll buy it. <laughs>
0: so, so just like So how, how many study books do you have? Because I, I find it's quite difficult to find a good Japanese study book. Like I spent a lot of time researching. Um, yeah, researching which textbooks to buy and then also going into bookstores. Um sampling them, flicking through them, making sure it's the right one. But it took me a while to to finally settle on um the textbooks that I bought. And I've only bought two.
1: So I was just wondering how oh, really many, how many textbooks yeah, yeah. do you have? Well, I'll probably I've probably bought a total of like twenty or thirty. <laughs> and did you use them all? I've probably used fifty percent. Wow. Well I've I've probably used 50%, like 100% of the book. Mm. And then, like, another 25%, I've probably used, like, one of the first 10 something. pages. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what a waste of money. <laughs> and then there's, like, a quarter of the books that, like, I've just never even cracked <laughs> or open. I mean, I've cracked it open, like, a few times, but barely, like, used them, yeah. Yeah, so um, what,
0: what are you going to do with all those textbooks? Are you just going to keep them? Because your Japanese is, you know, it's kind of very good now, almost almost fluent i mean i'm i'm assuming you don't
1: study anymore i don't but i'm actually i've actually been inspired to study hard again uh one reason being just like uh kids growing up in japan want to like you know be on top of of you know where they're at and everything uh but also uh you know doing a lot more translation and stuff recently so i kind of want to open my game even more so (laughs) are you looking to (laughs) buy some new textbooks then (laughs) no i'm i'm looking to actually go back and use all these that i have
0: okay so that's good so you actually have like you know textbooks that will be useful for for what you want to achieve as well like even things that you don't know you can still use those for the the textbooks that you have well that's the
1: intention yeah i mean we should say uh that the word sundoku i mean we didn't even explain what it means like soon it's two words as like often are in Jap- japan in japanese i like combination words uh soon means to pile up and doku means to read so tsundoku piling up reading <laughs> <laughs> so you're a
0: book lover you're a in
1: you're you are as in doku right because mm, mm, it's, yeah. yeah. it's a, it's and a and noun, noun right electric <laughs> yeah yeah and you're an electric uh, electronic yeah. book, <laughs> book lover a digital horse <laughs> <in doku.
0: laughs> What else you got? Uh let's have a look. Actually there's one that um it's probably not considered very special because we've been in Japan so long now and for people that live here, but I remember when I first arrived, um I thought it was quite a quite a unique word and it's uh, Koyo. Ah, Koyo, yeah. yeah, that's
1: a yeah, that's a good word, especially. Right yeah, now, basically
0: yeah. it's just one word that to describe the the falling leaves or the o- autumn foliage uh the colored leaves yeah i guess there's no direct translation but you could use all of those three things that i mentioned um that just describes uh yeah autumn leaves and it's a uh, coil i usually think about it the same way as uh yeah the, just the autumn foliage mm. so how, how would you like how would you describe autumn foliage is that what you'd say
1: Usually that's uh, the same way I'm using it when I'm using it as just like a substitute mm. for that. Um, but this is like a huge deal in Japan because, you know, Japan's like a unique geographical country in the sense that it's kind of like, you know, it's very long uh, from north to south, from its northernmost point to the southernmost point. And things like the cherry blossoms or the Koyo, like the autumn foliage, like kind of move down the country in one direction or another depending on the weather obviously Mm. yeah
0: i think like even now in hokkaido or sapporo even it's almost coming to the end of Koyo season like it's starting to move
1: down into a more more south of japan don't wouldn't you agree yeah like uh i mean they always say like the ideal time to go to uh kyoto is kind of like during november well late Mm. october early November cause that's kind of when it's peaking there. Yeah. Here in support, like you said, we're kind of at the end of it already, but the, you know, that's what they kind of do like on the news and stuff. They'll kind of track like exactly where the Koyo is or they'll track like where the Sakura blossoms uh, are best at a certain yeah. point. Uh, just cause Japan's, uh, yeah, it's a uh, layout and geography, like kind of makes that an interesting thing to see is like, uh, something passes through the whole country. And also,
0: um, it's quite surprising how how important or special koi season is in J- in Japan or to the Japanese. Because I came I came mm. to Japan just before koi season, so I came in like September, begin September. It was just about to start off, and then I just remember you know meeting Japanese people and they're just like, oh let's let's go to see some koi and I was like you know what is this what <laughs> see autumn leaves like what's what's so good about that because because in England I mean it's nice but it's not a it's not a thing you know it's not like let's go see the autumn leaves you know that there are beautiful leaves in in England too and and then um you know there's leaves on the floor and then, you know you get that nostalgic feel of uh of you know that like winters come in but yeah in japan it's it's a completely different feeling um and that's what really surprised me so you know or always the word coil always kind of stuck with me because of that so like, well, you know what's the big deal but like once you've been here enough years you kind of really appreciate that season you know the autumn leaves the changing color of uh of you know from brown there's like browns and reds and oranges and yellows and yeah and i think if i didn't live here i wouldn't have, have noticed or
1: appreciated the the beauty of uh coil yeah like my hometown in the u.s ann arbor like there's a lot of uh trees <clears throat> obviously even the name is ann arbor um and stuff so the fall foliage is like really beautiful in that area just like it is a lot of places in the world but like obviously japan because it's a very mountainous country and a lot of low altitude mountains so you have a lot of uh trees and with, uh, mountains with tree coverage and everything and they also have like kind of like the best place to see Koyo or like Koyo spots like around either the city or around Hokkaido or around the country or whatever. Like in Sapporo, like the main road down um, in Hokkaidai, Hokkaido University yep. with all the ginkgo trees that turn like yellow. So it's just like a long road of yellow and everything. Or they've got like the different parks that people definitely go check out the Koyo and everything. Yeah, Nakajima Park's beautiful as well.
0: And it's like, you know, just like right bang in the middle of town. So easy to get to. <clears throat> and that's a, that's a beautiful park for just kind of sitting around under the trees. There's benches everywhere. Um, just by the, the sports hall there, there's like the Nakajima Arena or or Stadium. And there's a kind of a grass park area out the front and people have picnics there and stuff. That's quite nice.
1: Yeah, and this uh, this actually kind of leads a little bit into the next word that I wanted to bring up, which is uh, shinrin-yoku, mm. which
0: is... Yeah, this this one I've never heard before, before reading this article, actually. I think
1: it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's actually like a recent thing, but it definitely has like picked up a lot of like popular, popularity, I would say, in recent years, um, <clears throat> people, so this is kind of... I mean, it's literally forest and bath. It means like forest bathing, like taking time to go walk through forests and fill the energy of the nature and stuff. And uh, yeah, this is, I mean, travel companies like uh, when we had uh, Ido uh, from Hokkaido Nature Tours on the um, on the podcast, like, you know, you, even his company uh, will talk about the importance or health benefits. I mean, that's what they talk about in Japan, I like the health benefits of going and doing this kind of bathing in the forest taking a nice long walk in the forest and feeling the energy um so yes i mean it's a good thing for promotion of like uh you know uh tourism related to nature and everything
0: mm, yeah and there's a lot of nice kind of forest walks uh around hokkaido especially close to where we are um you know where's a good one like around kind of a jozanki area like the uh, Hokkaido Dam, have you been there? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite a nice
1: area. Yeah, I mean, well, to be honest, like, I think that's one thing, like, I'm going to try and do more going forward. I mean, maybe not, maybe not for a while, because we're obviously tied down raising young children. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just, you know, Hokkaido is, like, such a popular spot within Japan because it has, like, a lot of accessible, good nature spots. And, um, mm. I mean, it's obviously popular even within Asia and i i really haven't uh, taken advantage of it as much as uh you know i should have been here for so many years already but really you
0: haven't done like much outdoor stuff like hiking and uh, shinrin yoku suru in i mean i've done al- <laughs> <laughs> i've
1: done a lot of hiking actually my wife and i we were in like a mountain hiking club uh when we Bro, first uh, went yeah back. i remember yeah. that yeah i remember you used to tell me you used to go on some hiking trips when you were
0: kind of dating in your dating phase yeah
1: but like you know i mean hokkaido is really i mean a lot of places in japan are popular for camping and stuff but definitely haven't done that like i used to camp a lot when i was growing up as a kid but have barely done that in hokkaido Like just haven't seen i mean i've been in a lot of places in hokkaido because of business trips and stuff but not to Mm. really like go and like explore for a few days and get the full benefit of you know a lot of the natural area and stuff so something i want to do more going forward
0: yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's right there, right? So on your doorstep, might as well take advantage. Maybe not, uh, maybe not this year because it's getting cold now. But it's still, you know, uh, probably a maybe a week or two left of uh, the coil season. So you might be able to get a nice hike in. But then, you know, you got a new baby, so. I think babies aren't really allowed out for, like, the first, what, three months, is it? I think that's what Shouldn't most people do, outside. but,
1: I mean, other people, you see them <laughs> taking the baby around at one month and stuff, or even earlier, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, the uh, winters yeah. in uh, Hokkaido are definitely a bit harsh. But, anyways, yeah, Shindin-Yok, right. and I, you know, I believe in that, you know, getting the, the uh, energy of the nature and stuff and feeding off that. For sure, man, for sure.
0: I I feel it when I, you know, even when I just go out to a park, I just feel... the the energy of of the nature and I just feel better straight away I mean
1: you know when else you feel it is like when you go snowboarding like especially like if you like have been listening to music while you've been boarding a little bit and then like you turn off your music and you're just like going through the trees or whatever or just even stopping and sitting like in the middle of the mountain with like nobody around you but maybe the people you're boarding with and stuff and it's amazing it's so therapeutic right you just feel like the energy of of nature around you,
0: and it just—it's just so relaxing and hypnotic in a way. It almost feels like meditation sometimes. Well,
1: especially like in the winter, <clears throat> it's like it's a strange silence because there's, you know, like it's. Uh, I mean, if it were the summertime, it'd be a forest or be like a lot of leaves like rustling or, or whatever you know, uh, insects chirping and stuff that you hear during the summertime in a forest. But in the winter time, it's just like that dead silence. But it's like the middle of the day or something so Mm, it's pretty
0: unique Um, I have one that's actually not on this list Um, and I think it might uh, is possible to apply it to other words but um, you know again as you said before but usually it's like split into kind of two parts so this one is uh, Hatsukoi Hatsukoi (laughs) first love Mm. so basically like with Hatsu Hatsu means first, koi means love. Mm. That can be applied to a lot of words to mean first, mm. whatever, right? <clears throat> yeah, really. Is that mine is, is am I correct in my understanding? Yeah, definitely.
1: And and a, actually, a popular or not a word, a very common word that a lot of people hear is hatsumimi, which means uh, it's kind of the first time you're hearing about, about something. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I don't know, somebody has an important business trip, and you were informed about it, and you're like. That's the first thing, first time I'm hearing about that. You know, this is Hatsumimi. So you say
0: Hatsu, Hatsumimi shimashita.
1: Well, you can, I mean, can say, I mean, you can kind of say it like you're upset <laughs> that you haven't heard about it yet. You know? <laughs> right. so, like, yeah. like, you know, somebody, you're expected to do something and you didn't know about it or something else. You know? so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of like that Hatsu part, like you can apply it to other, other things and, you know, just to mean like first time. So the, you know, kind of Japanese is a, can be a very efficient language in that respect where uh, where you know you're talking about first things um but that's kind of going on to something similar uh first time for something but this one um i remember hearing this and i was a bit shocked i was, I was shocked that there was a word for it and i'm i'm gonna ask you Burke, what do you think is the word for a uh, first sexual intercourse of the year <laughs> of the year, you might know it already.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've uh, heard this before. Of the year,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it's, it's a special word for the first
0: sexual intercourse of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Hatsu entry <laughs> that's a good effort, that's a good guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's uh, Hime Hajime. Hime. <laughs> Have you not heard that before?
1: Ah, uh, I don't think I actually have, no.
0: Yeah, hime hajime. Uh, I mean, and, it, and it actually means, what, like first, <laughs> first entry? Oh, hime? Was it, was it translated? Oh, it is
1: hime uh, is usually like princess. princess. Yeah, so it's right, f- yeah. first time for the princess type of thing, I guess. Right, or right. So the princess so, so you for the first call, time of the year or something.
0: Yeah, so you would call the, the woman that you're doing it with uh, hime hajime. <laughs> So I remember, I remember like this girl said it to me, she was like, "Uh, you know, let's do Hajime. I'm like, what what are we talking about, what does that mean? And then she explained to me, yeah, it means the first sexual intercourse of the year, but also it means that's the only time you could use it, there's only one time of the year that you could say that word. Well,
1: it's probably like one of those kind of joke words that somebody may uh, bring up if they had like a one night stand on New Year's Eve or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. I just looked it up in my dictionary, and it was like so. There's obviously like the r- normal meaning, which it says is eating the first meal of soft rice after the traditional hard rice of New Year. Is that, is that what it really means? Apparently, yeah. Uh, the soft rice is called himei or something, and the uh, hard rice called kawaii. Uh, but then, like the second entry is first intercourse of the New Year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> second entry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the more known one, the second entry, the himehaji Yeah, I mean um for, among Japanese people in. <laughs> yeah, the
1: other one sounds very traditional, but <laughs> yeah, that wasn't on this list, I guess, right? So but,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that was just something I kind of uh, thought about whilst I was reading this list and thinking of interesting Japanese words that I kind of found amusing. When I, when I first heard them, and that was definitely one of them, Hime Hajime. Oh,
1: did you, uh, can I ask, did somebody teach you this word in a certain situation? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, it was in that situation, oh, yeah, really? for sure. Oh. I mean, that that's when she used it. She she was like, you know, can I be Hime <laughs> You know, she said it's in, in Japanese. This was years ago. This was, like, probably my second year in Japan, um, and I just, I was just blown away by, you know, that, there was an actual word for it in japanese
1: i'm just blown away that that's she was like so polite to ask you in like such a cute way <laughs> yeah
0: i don't know if she's just trying to be funny
1: maybe she's trying to be funny i don't know <laughs> sense of humor that's a definitely interesting word i had not heard that one before
0: <clears throat> but also after kind of going on from this article i was looking at other kind of words the uh, onomatopoe. onomatopoeia onomatopoeia <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds and emotions basically right words that represent sounds and emotions yeah
1: this is actually what i find the hardest part of the japanese language because there's so many of these words that you they just kind of like learn as they're growing up right so many and it's also like who comes up with those words yeah yeah it's just kind of like some i mean yeah. after a while you're like man i can make some of these up too you know <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean
0: i mean someone had to make them up i mean what well, one that comes off on the top of my head which actually kind of makes sense is a foie 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 yeah you've heard that one right? yeah, yeah
1: yeah what does that mean <clears throat> i mean it can be used to describe something that's kind of puffy uh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly puffy or fluffy yeah
0: mm, but some of them don't really make sense
1: yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, uh, well, you, I mean, to us, they don't make sense because we don't hear it. We don't hear the word explained originally. I mean, I remember the first time somebody told me it was when I was a kid and my mom was explaining, like, uh, there's different words for, for like, animal sounds in Japanese versus uh, English. And I was like, mm, yes. I was like such a young kid that I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, the animals, like, speak a different language? Like, they use different <laughs> yeah. sounds or something, you know? but yeah, it's just right. like they hear the word differently you know yeah yeah or they sound differently yeah that is
0: that is quite strange isn't it like for um like dog sounds like we say you know what does a dog do it says woof. woof yeah but in japan they say wan, <laughs> uh, yeah one like, yeah
1: with my daughter like whenever like a dog will walk by she'll start going wan and i'm like Rough, rough, and she's like, "No, it's one, <laughs> one, one, one." Right? Yeah, but like, I was th- do, you,
0: do you think? Do you think the dog would understand you if um, you like said meow, meow? <laughs> do you think it would like realize you're trying to be a cat? Because <laughs> what they say in Japan, nyan, nyan, is it nyan, nyan? nyan? Yeah. yeah, for a yan,
1: cat. Yan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, the only thing I'm thinking, like, when she says that, I'm like, man, you need to practice your English more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other things like rooster noises is like coke coco or something. Uh, I can't remember, but I'm like, man, that's not what it sounds like. Coke? It's like coke it like coco or something. It's mm, like what a rooster right. says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what were you going to say? Uh, is there like a specific PO word that you wanted to mention?
0: Uh, there's one that I kind of like that I've been using recently. Is this all going go to go back to sexy recently. Again? some sexual <laughs> word <laughs> and, <laughs> no, no this one's related to food and it's a peckle
1: peckle uh, peckle peckle yeah
0: yeah, yeah. kind of means like you're you're hungry right another way of is it is it like saying that you're peckish or is it just saying that you're hungry
1: I don't know because I well, I, th- Cause I, I assumed is, it was peckish, peckish in like what, situ- what do you mean by peckish you don't know what peckish means uh, it's not a word that I use every day no
0: Oh, um, I mean, I've heard it before. Like I'm trying you, to recall what
1: it means. though. I can't. I can't. You're remember. not. i can you are not you are
0: not hung. You're not hungry, but you feel like you want to eat something, like a snack. Ah, uh, so, oh, I'm feeling peckish. You want to try try something? And I assumed that that's what peckle peckle meant was like, oh, I'm peckish, but looking. Oh, doing some research it actually means uh starving
1: yeah yeah it usually means mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of i think to me i don't know if they're related or not i always thought like peco peco is kind of visually i just kind of picture like a uh, stomach so empty there's only crumbs like roll laying around and that's the noise like crumbs make when they're like rolling around in an empty area Peco peco. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's is a, that what crumbs is that the sound that crumbs make In In my imaginary, like, Japanese study word, (laughs) (laughs) hey, that, I mean, that's, you know, you got to do, that's the only way to, I mean, that's, obviously learning a language is just all about memory, and a good memory trick is you've got to make, like, connections in your mind that stick and make sense to you, (laughs) yeah. True, that's true, right. So that's how you learn peko-peko. Well, for that word, for most words, I learn by, like, I try to just, like, think of what it sounds like. Uh, s- something in English, and then I'll think of like some mm. story for the word. Yeah.
0: Well, that's why I remember that because because uh, it sounds like peckish, but mm. like you said, I think it's completely unrelated.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh,
0: Anyways, yeah. Uh, well,
1: I, I just, you, yeah. There's a couple. I mean, I don't know. Are we are about coming to that time?
0: Yeah, yeah. You well, you got you got any more? You got any more? Uh, to i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna (laughs) gonna, uh
1: i don't have any more of those uh but on that list uh there's just a couple like i had never really seen before uh one of them was like a mika bozu which is like a three-day yeah right yeah basically means Mm -hmm. like somebody who just tries something for a few days and then stops it (laughs) and quits uh that was something i thought was kind of applicable to me uh the most interesting word or kind of funny and amusing word on that list was a keep kun I think
0: hold on a minute um just moving back to the um, Mika bozu what what things are you referring to that you said that um, could be related to you the three-day three-day monk so trying something for three days and then giving up on it very quickly yeah just like
1: losing interest in it uh, I mean I can't any examples of something you've done well, I haven't really recently. picked up anything new recently but uh, Yeah, I mean... I think, I yeah, I I guess I kind of
0: had one. Um, I think it was uh, listening carefully to
1: my wife. (laughs) I don't think that... That lasted three days. (laughs) I don't know if that's what this uh, applies to. I think this is more (laughs) like when you pick up like a new hobby or something. Um,
0: Ah, like New Year's resolutions or something like that, where you give up on them after a few days. Yeah, yeah something
1: like yeah that. but i i don't know i mean it might apply i mean that's a more amusing and interesting place for it to apply um so what you uh kind of made a decision to try to do this when you're just not being successful at it or something
0: yeah well yeah i just um i always you know have a every time me and my wife argue it's always because i haven't been listening to her you know it's like you're not i'm not paying attention to to her needs and i always say okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna try really hard now um but then after a a, yeah probably less than three days more like 24 hours it's just gone back to back to how it was before (laughs) and then it just you know the it's just a vicious cycle that keeps happening again so i need to not be a mika bozu. Yeah, well, dude, that's a,
1: what I was thinking. This be a bozu. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a zuto well bozu. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, this is a perfect. Next time you can just say that to her when she gets upset. I'm a nika bozu, Yeah, come on, mika bozu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, it's, uh, it was an interesting list, man. And uh, I've kind of been inspired, again, to study my Japanese, uh, uh, again, more intently for a little while. I know you were kind of saying at some point that you were studying for a while. I don't know if... Your uh, Japanese studies are still going that way, or if they've kind of slowed yeah, down. Yeah, I'm still of studying. Pandemic. I'm still studying. So
0: far, um, on the Japanese front, I'm a, I'm a zutobozu. I'm a zutobozu. I'm, I'm re- at least reviewing every day, uh, reviewing kanji, I'm studying new uh, vocabulary and stuff. That's probably like every two or three days. Oh, wow, nice. Um, it's just it's just trying to keep up with the review. That's the hardest part. Yeah.
1: Well, once it's like a habit, but
0: it's going alright. Yeah yeah like i've I've been you know kind of um noticing that I've been able to read a lot faster now when it comes to emails especially and um subtitles on Japanese movies so it's definitely uh paying dividends um hopefully next year I'll be able to take a take a test and see if it's been really effective but I don't know when that will be probably next well I missed the deadline for this year, which is December. Uh, so it'll probably have to be next December. So I've got another year to go before I think I'll be able to do a an N2 test. Yeah, well, I
1: think it was canceled, actually, uh, the summer uh, test.
0: The summer one was canceled, yeah. Yeah, but I think the December one is uh, is on. But the um, it's on. the the seats filled out pretty quickly because, obviously, they had to social distance. So they, they were taking less applicants than uh, than normally.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, that was a really cool list, and uh, it was good <laughs> to learn some new words and uh, kind of uh, go over some ones that we've heard before.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely learned some new ones. That Mikabozu was a good one, and the um, I like the forest one as well. Shinin Yoku. Yeah, that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, hopefully. Uh, be able to get some yoku in um, before the, the snow comes yeah
1: or even do some snowshoeing
0: yeah right or some, okay. uh, yeah or get the uh, what do you call it the cross country skis yeah. yeah even though I don't have any but maybe I'll
1: buy some from the used store or something well they used to have that like course in uh, Nakajima Koen.
0: yeah yeah they still got it I always uh, see people you know hitting it up in the winter so I might
1: give it a go one time yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's a great great for your help, but, man, that's one of those sports, or things, activities you look at, and you're like, man, that looks like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right,
0: um, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode, and uh, catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by The Red House. Located in the heart of Rizutsu Ski Resort, the restaurant features a mix of Japanese, Asian fusion and Western-style dishes, including shabu-shabu with Wagyu beef and Hokkaido Wagyu beef steak. Open winter and summer, 12 to 3pm for lunch, 5 to 9pm for dinner, with prices ranging from under 1,000 yen to about 5,000 yen check out the redhouse.jp